I um I want to start this episode off by saying I am absolutely in no way disrespecting Robert the doll. I am only letting people know why they should not be disrespectful towards you. And I am saying I'm speaking to Robert directly. And when you hear this podcast, you will definitely understand why I feel I need to uh, to say this ahead of time. Okay, let's go ahead and get to it. What's poppin' human beings with ears? Welcome to the Professionally Silly Challenge. I'm your audible boo-thang, Amber Smiles-Jones. And if you're a new listener, you're about to enjoy yourself. So chill out. Put on your headphones or not. Put me on speaker. Let the whole house hear. I don't mind. (laughs) This is a podcast where you can experience the internet audibly. We discuss ghost stories, hilarious news stories, true crime, and uh, things that make you say, what the fuck? Hosted by me, a comedian trapped in her studio apartment, forced to realize all the things that I failed at life because this quarantine is fucking with my mind. Yo, shit, it's hard to escape your thoughts in the studio apartment. I tell you what. (laughs) But that's why I've got this podcast. It's also why I have a YouTube channel. Hopefully, during this time, I can uh, distract you a little bit about an hour at a time. That's what I'm trying to do. First things first, I'm going to go ahead and shout out to all of my dope-ass listeners, new and returning, because you guys are fire-ass fuck. And I appreciate the shit out of you guys for stopping by. I appreciate you, motherfucker. I do. So uh, you could be anywhere in the world right now. And you chose me, the best solo podcaster of all time. Or semi-good? I don't know. You tell me. All right. So last week, we talked about interesting things found in old houses. And that was some. that was, that was a very interesting episode. I didn't know which one to say. So I I use both interesting, interesting. I don't know which one is right. Um, (laughs) I think interesting is anyways. Um, on that episode, someone found a 100 year old Ouija board that that was probably like my favorite of all the finds in that episode. Cause I'm like super into like the paranormal stuff, but like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely thinking about doing another episode on that, but more on the creepy side, you know, like maybe someone found some bodies or maybe the Ouija board exploded. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's more going on, you know, like that paranormal stuff. Yeah, I know how I do. (laughs) But if you haven't heard that one yet, uh, check it out after this one. And by the way, uh, I don't fuck with Ouija boards. Every time I mention a Ouija board, I feel like I have to say that I don't fuck with Ouija boards. This week, we are going to talk about Robert the Doll. Now, we touched on Robert the Doll during my horror movies inspired by true events part two uh, episode. And uh, I think it was like a few months. It was like a couple of months ago. So it wasn't that long ago. Um, we, he was the doll that inspired everyone's favorite killer doll, Chucky. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I don't know why I said that like that. But the, uh, the iconic doll is based off the extremely haunted 
Robert the doll. So that's that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, many people have experienced creepy things with Robert for years, feeling sick while around him or after seeing him lights flickering, you know, cameras malfunctioning or even Robert himself moving have all been reported and more. But before we jump into this creepy ish, uh, if you're listening to this podcast on an Apple device, hook a sister up with five star rating and a written review on the professionally silly podcast, because the more good reviews I get, the better chance my podcast has of getting discovered by others, which would be dope. So um, <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing that. And other amazing news. I want to, if you want to join in on the silly, you can always text me or call my Google voice number as well. Leave me a message. You know what I'm saying? I want to hear what you got to say. 805-664-1828. Once again, 805-664-1828. And so I've got some, um, some more fun information, some info that I want to share with you mother suckers. Uh, so this past Sunday, I posted my uh, latest paranormal blacktivity video on my YouTube channel, which is also called Professionally Silly, but it's complete. It's, a, it's different content, it's, but it's fire. Uh, part two of my two-part series where we go to the abandoned old LA zoo in Griffith Park, we came across this random ass old hearse and did a spirit box session with the Necrophonic app as well as use the dowsing rods too. For those of you that don't know what a spirit box is, it's a device that uses radio waves and energy to communicate with us, the living, in real time. You know, so kind of like a new age Ouija board, but not as dangerous, but it can be if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Uh, we definitely communicated with someone or something, a lot of someones or some things, plural, and uh, I'll be sure to put the link to my Paranormal Black Activity playlist below so you can check out my new series. Uh, so far we have, or I have, fuck, I'm the one doing all this work. So I have eight videos and I'm hoping uh, to get to the ninth very soon. Uh, we, <laughs> man, I'm so excited. But we'll see how it goes. You know, with this pandemic, um, it's, it's hard to get out and film, obviously, now you know, during the quarantines and the stay-at-home orders. But I promise you guys, during this time, I will do the best that I can to keep you entertained and smiling because th that's my job as a content creator. You know what I'm saying? That's what I signed up for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Shit. I got you back, pro silly listeners and viewers. You understand? That's what I'm saying. Listen, make sure you subscribe to my Professionally Silly channel on YouTube. And enjoy the silly visually because shit gets hella real. It's very, very different. Plus, I'm adorable. Look at my dreads. Okay. All right. So um, that being said, let's get professionally silly, baby. Here we are, guys. The abandoned LA Zoo. Look at this. This is fucking. This is crazy. Be careful. I have a fever. Hope it's not coronavirus. Well, that's obviously new. What the fuck was that? Okay, if you, can you uncross the rods if that's really you? If you're here, if there's someone here, can you uncross the rods? It's like they want to. 
Rita. <laughs> Rita. Oh my God. Can you tell me what color is on her sweatshirt? It's black and... Her black again. Wait, did they just say Weaver? What's Weaver? That's my last name. Are you fucking kidding me? What the hell was that? Oh, there could be more. Let me get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Okay, guys, first things first, I don't fuck with dolls, especially haunted ones. That's just like my personal preference. I won't, I won't lie. I, I had a Chucky doll when I was in college, but I used to work at Spencer's Gifts. I'm sure you've heard this before uh, if you've been on this podcast, uh, been with me on this podcast for some time. And that was about like five or six years after the seed of Chucky came out. So, and there were already four Chucky movies before that one and ten, then like two more after that. So yeah, I used my employee discount to get myself a Chucky doll. It was popular. All the cool kids were doing it, or at least my mind, in my mind they were, you know? So I used to, um, to stick my Chucky doll out of the sunroof of my car at the time. Uh, I even put it in, uh, in the passenger seat and turned its head to face the window so people would flip the fuck out when they looked into my car. <laughs> I thought it was funny. You know, looking back, it was dumb, but you know, whatever. I was young and stupid. It's what, it's what you do. <laughs> so leave me alone. It's not my fault, you know, okay? <laughs> and um, even when I was a kid, I didn't really play with dolls. I mean, I, I played with action figures. Yep. I made my Aladdin action figure fight Batman. Clearly, Batman kicked his fucking ass. I mean, you know, but um, Robert the doll. Well, that's mm, that's not the kind of doll that you want to play with. So let's go ahead and uh, let's talk about Robert the doll. The origins of Robert are a bit unclear. In my research, I found two stories that seem to explain where he came from. And I'll share those with you and then tell you which one I believe the most. So, Robert is definitely one of the creepiest dolls I've ever come across. Well, at least not personally, thank God. He is over 100 years old and is three feet tall. For my international listeners, that's the size of a small child. So it's a big-ass doll. Now, right now, he's in Key West, Florida, in a museum where you can go see him for yourself. And a part of me wants to go see him for myself, but after you hear what I'm about to tell you about him, you'll understand why the other part of me is like, nope. <laughs> and just being in this doll's presence could change your life and not for the better. It is said that if you disrespect Robert, he will haunt you and bad luck will follow. And when I say bad luck, I'm talking car accidents, financial loss, or maybe even death. And let's get to the beginning of Robert the doll, shall we? Now, we know that Robert is old as fuck, but as I mentioned before, he technically has two origin stories. The first story is about Robert's origin, 
about Robert's origin. He was purchased by the grandfather of a young boy named Robert Eugene Otto. Now, supposedly, he was on a trip in Germany in 1904 and bought the doll as a gift for his grandson, who lived at 534 Eaton Street in Key West, Florida. Now, the doll was manufactured by the Stife Company, which I'm almost positive that I destroyed that name, which is actually located in Germany. Now, supposedly, the doll itself was haunted upon purchase. Now, the most popular story, the story that I like the most, has become a very well-known legend in Florida. Now, the legend has it is that Otto had, Otto's family had servants, okay? And they treated those servants like shit, let's be honest. Robert's mother apparently saw one of the female servants practicing black magic or voodoo and pretty much fired her on the spot, which might I say was a huge fucking mistake. Okay, (laughs) you don't fire someone who practices black magic. It's just not something you do. I don't want to piss somebody like that off. I don't. So (laughs) the woman was obviously not happy with being fired for no damn reason. And she was like, Okay, bitch. <laughs> okay. You want to fire me without just cause? Because clearly they had labor laws in the early 1900s. No, no, they they didn't. But <laughs> you know, it's because it was the early 1900s. But people got away with fucking everything at this time. They did. It's the early 1900s. So she was like, "Okay, bitch, you want to fire me without just cause?" Okay. Okay, ho. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna make this creepy ass straw filled doll and then I'm gonna grab some of your son's hair and put a curse on it. Try me, motherfucker. Anywho, uh, it's been a pleasure working for y'all. I made this for little Robert as a parting gift and uh, take care. So that's pretty much how that went down. That's how I saw it in my eyes. <laughs> Anyways, she gave this doll to little Robert. Oh, some of that background noise for LA for you. She gave this doll to little Robert who named it after himself and then decided to go by his middle name instead, Eugene. So he pretty much gave his name away to a doll. Now he always dressed it up as a little sailor in a little suit that he used to wear when he was a kid. Now remember guys, this doll is about three feet tall. So Robert is the doll is filled with straw and has a tan like color. His face is to me almost mimics the face of a teddy bear mixed with a human face. He has button eyes and has a very strange grin on his face, almost like he can see you when you look at him. Now, Eugene took this doll everywhere he went, never left his side. Creepy. He had the strange obsession with this doll, and whenever Eugene got into any trouble, he would point at the doll and say, I didn't do it, Robert did it. And he used the same excuse when his parents would find mutilated toys all around the house. So there were times his parents would hear him having conversations with Robert and hear responses from a deeper voice that their young son just could not portray. 
Even the parents reported seeing the doll's facial expressions change at times. They heard him laughing and giggling. He was even seen running up the stairs in in the home. Sometimes they would just see him staring out the window. There was even a story about Eugene wanting the servants to serve him and Robert food. If Eugene ate, Robert ate. If Eugene slept, Robert slept. After a while, the staff got tired of doing this because Eugene got a little older. They thought it was weird, so they no longer did that. One night when they did not serve Robert, he decided to go ahead and destroy the same china set that he would have been used, that he would have used if they set, actually set his place at dinner. So that's some creepy shit. <laughs> now, one night, Eugene was about 10 years old. He woke up in the middle of the night to find Robert sitting and staring at him at the foot of his bed. A few moments later, his mother heard him screaming for help and heard the sounds of furniture being thrown around her son's room. When she got to his bedroom, she couldn't open the door. It had somehow locked itself. After several minutes, she was able to get the door open only to find Eugene curled up on his bed, terrified. His room was completely destroyed and Robert the doll was sitting at the foot of the bed And of course, the only thing Eugene could manage to say was, Robert did it. Now, this went on for quite some time, but his parents had had enough of this creepy ass shit. And they put the doll in the attic inside this wooden box, which let's be honest, is kind of creepy. They had a child size wooden box just lying around, but that's just me. Now, after they got Robert away from Eugene, Eugene began to flourish and behave like a normal child. The doll remained in the attic for years, but the story doesn't end there. We'll get back to Robert the doll after this message. I'm your host, Taylor Renee. And I'm Isaiah. We're back. We're still fat and we still have fucking opinions. And I also struggle with skinny jeans specifically because a lot of times men's skinny jeans, the calf to ankle ratio on skinny jeans is really important. If you have to constantly tell someone that you're not a liar, mm-hmm. chances are you lie a lot. So I could see how you would get to, if you have to constantly say you love your body, chances are you don't love it. Mm-hmm. But you also have to think about how large bodies are seen in society right. and how we would need to kind of overcompensate with mm-hmm. us telling you that we do love our bodies because it's hard to believe at first. It's not my goal to inconvenience you by being fat. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to make that clear. It's like when you have leftovers in the fridge and you come home from work ready to eat your leftovers just to find out that that bitch-ass nigga sleeping in your bed ate your leftovers. I want to say shake and go wigs. You know, when it says it on the package that you take it out and you shake it and then you go, does that say mean that you should do that? It means that you, you know, should put some time and energy into crafting this wig so that it feels good and it looks good on your head. Welcome to Fat People with Opinions, bitch. You shouldn't ever call me a fat-ass Kelly Price. So Eugene grows up because that's what children eventually do. He became an artist and he traveled and studied art in New York and in Paris. And he was living the life 
married a woman named Annette Parker in Paris and on it was May 3rd, 1930. And after Eugene's parents died, they moved back into his childhood home. Robert the doll was actually where his parents left it in the attic. Now, attic, I always do that. <laughs> so he decided to, uh, he decided that Robert needed his own room and put him in his old bedroom on the second floor. Now that room was a turret that looked out onto the street. Now a turret is like a small tower, a uh, small tower like structure that projects vertically from a building, sort of like a medieval castle. Now I'm, I'm sorry, but this house looked creepy as fuck. Okay. <laughs> And his obsession with Robert continued. He would paint with Robert by his side, alone and indoors. I mean, what's an artist if he's not eccentric with a haunted doll? He's boring. That's what he is. <laughs> Anyways, Anne, Jean's wife, wasn't feeling this doll at all. It made her feel uneasy and she couldn't figure out why. So she asked her husband to put the doll back into the attic and, uh, you know, where it was out of the way and it would freak her out less kind of a out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Now, I'm sure she wanted him to just get rid of the doll completely, but knew her husband wouldn't or couldn't dispose of Robert. Now, he did as his wife asked, but really didn't want to. So after a while, they started hearing footsteps in the attic like someone was pacing back and forth, back and forth. Now they could hear strange, evil sounding laughter, very dark. <laughs> I don't, I just don't know how I would have responded to that. I mean, I'm a paranormal investigator, but to my knowledge, I've never lived in a haunted location, let alone a haunted house with a haunted doll. <laughs> Or the, the doll is making the house haunted. I don't know. <laughs> but um, it just all sounds like sleepless nights and fear at all times. No, thank you. Hard pass. Okay. <laughs> now, one day, Eugene goes up to his wife and is like, listen, uh, Robert's pissed off. All right. And uh, he wants a room with a view. Okay. He don't want to be locked up in this attic and this uh, coffin thing. So uh, I'm going to move him. So shit doesn't go down. This is me trying to help you, Anne. Robert is cray cray. I'm trying to save us. I'm doing this for the family. So Gene moved the doll back to his old room and placed it in front of a window. Now the neighborhood kids, they would claim that they saw Robert moving around, uh, you know, moving around by the window and sometimes staring at them. They even reported that the doll mocked them as they passed by just staring at them with his evil grin on their face which can you fucking imagine uh ugh. <laughs> minding your own business headed to school about to learn some stuff that you didn't know the day before you know what i'm saying then you happen to look up and see a haunted doll moving and smiling at you bruh uh looks like my ass needs to find another way to and from school or a bitch is about to be homeschooled fuck that shit okay <laughs> that's how i feel so Jean died in 1974 and his wife died about two years later. The new resident of the home also experienced a lot of things with Robert the doll. Now the home was sold to a woman named Myrtle Reuter and uh, she had a 10 year old little girl who was very happy to find Robert in their new home. 
but she soon learned this doll was like no other. Now she claimed that it attacked her often and tried to kill her. And she woke up many times in the middle of the night screaming in terror and begged her parents to move Robert out of her room. Ah, oh, fuck. I can't. Oh, I can't even imagine that kind of fear having to live with it every day. It's one thing to go to a haunted location, but it's another thing to live in it and just to be immersed in it. That's a different thing. Now, till this day, this woman will not talk about Robert or her experiences with him because she's afraid that he can still get to her no matter where she is. She won't even say his name. Soon, you guys will also understand why she's so afraid and why so many people still are to this day afraid of him. Her family uh, put up Robert's horrifying antics for about 20 years and then they donated him to the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida in 1994. And it's a very super popular tourist attraction there. And there's just so much going on with this doll, Robert. And I'm not even done yet. Up next, we're going to talk about Robert and his influence over people today. I wanted to shout out a small black owned business. She is a credit genius. And if you are interested in bettering your credit score, she can help you legally erase negative items, repos, foreclosures, student loans, and more. I don't know how it's done. I was just a theater major in college. I don't know. But you can contact Rakia Simmons at Rocking Wealth on Instagram. You mean you never know what she can do for you. Check her out. So today, thousands of people go to visit Robert at the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. Robert the Doll has been on countless TV shows and investigated by many paranormal investigators. Now, For some insane reason, the Travel Channel flew Robert to Las Vegas so Zach Baggins could have him on his show in Zach Baggins' Haunted Museum. I think it was like, uh, I want to say 2016 or 2017. It really wasn't that long ago. And uh, I just hope they didn't fly him on a commercial flight. Ugh, as a passenger, I would not want to know if that doll was on my plane. No, ma'am, not I. I'm good. Hard pass. For those of you who don't know, Zach Baggins is actually, uh, I guess, the creator or the main guy on the show called Ghost Adventures. One of my favorite shows. Check it out. So Robert is so popular today that sometimes Floridians will joke when something happens and they'll say, Robert did it. And you can visit him for yourself and even stay the night in the artist house where Eugene lived. And uh, it has been said that the ghost of his wife, Anne, can be seen roaming that house as well. Now, Robert sits in a clear plastic box in the museum, and the employees there have witnessed many paranormal occurrences. Both visitors and staff members have claimed to see the doll move and can even hear the doll hitting the clear plastic box from inside. 
which fuck if there was ever a reason to shit yourself that that's that's the time it's okay <laughs> now there was an employee there who was tasked with dusting off the doll which is not a job I would want and he returned the next day and Robert was sitting in a different position than he was left and somehow all dusty and dirty again and if you want a picture with Robert uh hopefully your camera won't malfunction Many people have shared that their cameras don't work around Robert or the pictures are blurried or just completely blacked out. But the further they got away from him, the cameras will begin to work again properly. Now, and if you do want to take a picture with him, you must ask him politely. Now, I know that sounds weird, but they say that he will nod his head or something to to let you know that it's okay. And if he doesn't give you a sign that it's okay, uh, good fucking luck because you just got cursed if you took a picture without his permission. And if you disrespect Robert or Eugene, guess what? Guess what? You just got cursed. (laughs) You want to try and be funny and talk shit about Robert? Cursed. I'm talking I'm talking bad luck out the ass, kid. Financial loss, car accidents, broken bones, relationship problems or even death. Shit will suck so hard and and not just for you. The people that came with you to the museum can suffer because you think you're so fucking funny. Your friends, your family, people attached to you can suffer because of your stupidity. Okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm being so real with you guys. They have been There have been people who didn't believe and they disrespected or they made fun of Robert or took a picture without asking. And let me explain something to you guys real fucking quick. The room that Robert is in at the museum is covered in letters written to Robert from people from all over the world. And these people disrespected Robert or took a picture without his consent. And these letters are apology letters written and addressed to Robert the doll, begging for forgiveness. And sometimes these people will send him candy as well. So when you do a tour, uh, if well, if you decide to do a tour, I guess if, you may not want to after hearing this, but uh, if you decide to go to the museum, I strongly, it, the museum strongly encourages you, and me too, that uh, those visiting greet Robert politely and do not tease him. And they say that you should probably you should properly introduce yourself to him when you meet him. Hello, Robert. My name is Amber. I'm thank you for having me. This is really cool or something. Just speak to him and be polite because this will help ensure that he is not offended and and, and that you're showing him some sort of respect. Now, I know it sounds crazy, but why take the chance if you do decide to go meet him? If the bad luck, if the bad luck doesn't befall you. It could befall someone that you care about, and that is not a chance that's really worth taking. Now, there are two sides of me when it comes to this doll. Part of me, the paranormal investigator side of me, wants to see him and meet him. But the other, smarter side of me (laughs) wants nothing to do with him because I don't want to anger a doll like that on purpose or on accident. It's said that he, he doesn't even have to be near you to haunt you or to possess you or cause you harm, which fucking sucks. (laughs) Up next, I found a, um, a few apology letters 
written to Robert. Now, there are thousands of them, so I picked a couple that freaked me out the most. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, man. I'm super, super, super glad that I decided to go ahead ahead of time and show Robert some respect at the beginning of this podcast because I don't want anything to come down on me for sharing this information with you. This is actually one of the dolls or one of the most haunted objects in the world. And it, it actually, it scares me. So just talking about this with you guys makes me really, really fucking nervous. (sighs) I'm gonna get me a shot. I'll be right back. Tequila, baby. You know how I do. What up, ladies and gents? I've got some dope-ass news that I need to drop on your domes real quick. I just downloaded this dope app called World's Greatest Videos. It allows you to create amazing videos and gives you the opportunity to win cash prizes. So join me in the global video contest. Download the app World's Greatest Videos. Upload videos of your choice and shoot your shot to win some cash. There's nothing to lose and only fun to gain. Now, I mentioned earlier that people who disrespected Robert fell to bad luck. Well, many of them decided that they needed to apologize to him to end their haunting bad luck with apology letters. So here's one of the letters that I found that really freaked me out. And um, it reads, Dear Robert, you have probably received many letters like this from people just like me. People who were just sure there was no such thing as Robert the doll curse. You see, it's easy to act tough and try to impress your friends by being disrespectful. And unfortunately, that is the camp I find myself in. My name is Dan Schultz. Back in 2009, we visited the East Martello Museum. The entire purpose of the visit was to come and meet you. We have walked by your old house multiple times over the years and have always wanted to visit you at the museum. Our visit was fun and informative, and seeing you was the best part. I am not sure what made me act like a jerk to you. I didn't ask your permission to take your picture, and I openly mocked you. Like I said, I was just trying to be funny and impress the people I was visiting with. I in no way actually meant what I said, and I realize realize now I made a big mistake. Since that day in late 2009, we have had a run of bad luck. I have had multiple health issues. I had a near-death experience with anemia. We have had family members and pets die and bad luck with our finances that ended, that ended us filing, that ended, excuse me, that ended with us filing for bankruptcy and still having financial difficulties. The purpose of this letter is to profoundly apologize and to ask for your forgiveness. I have talked about this event on a I've talked about this event on a popular podcast, travel podcast that I am the co-host of, a pod, and then he explains what it is. A podcast is a radio show people can hear on their computers. And I will always speak the high, speak with you, speak of you in the highest respect. It's a lot of grammatical errors here, sorry. Again, Robert, please accept my sincerest apologies, and if you see it, fit to forgive and end the bad luck, I would appreciate it. 
as would my family. Dan Schultz, West Palm Beach, Florida. And the note on it says, please post where Robert the doll will see this. So first off, I love how he's writing Robert like they're old friends. Uh, it almost it almost uh, kind of sounds like a, an old journal entry. Well, listen here, Dan. Okay, <laughs> everyone warned your ass not to fuck with Robert, and you tried it. You did. He legit put his well being and the well being of his family because he wanted to press his friends. Now, even if this shit isn't real, why fucking risk it? That's like. Punching a dog in the face and then being surprised when it when it when it bites you. What the fuck, people? Okay. <laughs> now there are even people who who um who are experiencing bad luck and they haven't even visited Robert the doll in person. Like they haven't even seen the doll in person, but they disrespected him online or talk shit about him to to their friends. Now I, I want to go ahead and read this comment that I found online. Um, someone apologizing to Robert. And uh, it's a very, it's like two sentences. And it says, sorry for reading about you and looking at your photos online. I mean, no disrespect to you, Robert the doll. Please forgive me. Joseph, September 17th, 2019. That was last year. I don't know. I'm assuming he did more than that, than just looking at the doll. But there were, uh, there were a lot of rumors and legends saying that you weren't even allowed to look at him a photo of him without his permission. I'm not sure how true that is. And I hope it's not because I've seen a lot of photos of Robert in doing this, uh, this episode, but I feel that I've been very respectful to him, you know, so I, I hope I will, I'm okay. Now this curse is so strong. Like I said, you don't even have to be in the same country as, as, as him and he can still find you. And that is so fucking terrifying when you think about it. Now, mm, thirsty, excuse me. Mm. Okay, now, this one um, is a review that I found on TripAdvisor.com. And um, it's uh, TripAdvisor is a traveling site that allows people to review the places that they visit and the places that they stay. It's kind of like Yelp. Um, so the title of the review is, We Should Have Asked Robert's Permission. Now this is um this is the review of the East Martello Museum and it was it was reviewed June 23rd 2009 so it wasn't that long ago and it says last week we were in Key West soaking up the history and wonderful sunshine we are from New Hampshire and are not strangers to ghostly tales little did we realize that Robert the doll was more than just a tale we went to the museum and was told by every nice excuse me and was told by a very nice lady at the front desk to be sure and ask Robert's permission if we wanted to take his picture. I just laughed at such a silly statement. We went into the room where Robert was gazing at us. I snapped his picture not once but three times. We then proceeded into the gallery where it was air conditioned and there were some beautiful artwork on the walls. I found one painting that caught my eye and decided to take a picture of it. That's when it all started. As I snapped the picture, I looked at my camera and it said, no images. All the 50 plus pictures that we had taken in Key West were suddenly gone. We went parasailing the next day. The boat camp took a video, the boat captain took a video of us in the air. 
Got back home, the disc was blank. Went to the camera store, and they couldn't find they couldn't find a reason why our pictures were gone and why the disc was blank. I have also been hearing strange noises during the night since I've been home. To all who may read this, please listen to the nice lady at the front desk at the museum. Ask Robert's permission if you want to take his picture. See? You see, y'all? The lady at the front desk warned them. See? This is what happens when you think you know every damn thing. See, then, then this hole took three pictures, not just one, but three. No, ma'am. Okay. If you go to visit Robert, watch yourself. Okay. Just watch yourself. Now you see why I had to explain myself to Robert in the beginning, because this is wild. And I just, I don't want to take any chances. Oh my God, if there is anything that you can take from this podcast episode, it's don't fuck with dolls. Don't fuck with dolls. Professionally silly life rules, y'all. Shit. (laughs) How the fuck is that not a docuseries too? For those of you that are living under a, a rock, make sure you check out Don't Fuck With Cats. And, of course, The Tiger King. Uh, Speaking of docuseries, how are there now millions of them now available everywhere at any time about nothing? Oh, man, what a world that we live in. I love it. Now, I certainly hope uh, that you guys enjoyed this extremely creepy-ass episode about Robert the Doll here on the Professionally Silly Podcast. I, 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 I didn't fuck with dolls before this podcast episode, and I still don't. And this is why. Shout out to uh, YouTube, Wikipedia, Reddit, and like 87 more websites and social media posts and photos that I, fa- <laughs> that I found online. Tons of information, apology letters, and experiences just all over the interweb. This episode was, uh, it was insane. It took me a long time to research things because I wanted to fact check and all that stuff and it took some time. If you, uh, if you guys could do me a favor and show some support for your girl by leaving me a five star review on Apple Podcasts. I, if, if I get enough good reviews and, uh, it, it actually puts my podcast on charts and shit and makes me easier to find. So that'd be fire. And I gotta be honest with you guys. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I feel sorry for those who for those who haven't found us yet. There's no way that their lives could possibly be complete if they haven't found us. You know what I'm saying? The professionally silly podcast is life and they don't know. It's it's, it's sad. It is. <laughs> also, guys, if there is another I am over myself. Another podcast that you like, do that podcaster a favor and leave a five-star review for their podcast as well. Because we love that shit, man. It makes us feel warm as fuck inside, like a cinnamon bun. You feel me? Mmm, like we just came out the oven. That's what we like. Mmm, oozing cinnamon goodness. Make me feel like that. And not to mention, guys, there are so many kick-ass podcasts out there. Lots of them. Now, during this quarantine, a lot of us podcasters, YouTubers, TikTokers, whatever, okay, all of these content creators is what we are. All of, all of us, we are still at it, making you laugh, making you cry, making you angry, making you feel something, something else, make you think about something other than this pandemic, even if it's just for an hour or 60 seconds. 
So show your support by clicking those thumbs up buttons, those like buttons, those hearts, those heart buttons, you know, leave reviews and comments on their podcasts and their YouTube videos and their TikTok videos and their IGTVs and their Facebooks and all that good stuff. Because, you know, the, <laughs> the part, that part is free. It costs you nothing. It costs you absolutely nothing but a little time, which we currently have a lot of. And it may seem like it, it may like not seem like it to you, but content creators are also small business owners, small business owners who survive on their listeners and their viewers. Also, most of us are quarantined in our homes anyway. So let's take the time to discover a new podcast or creator. You know what I'm saying? There are lots of amazing creators out there just waiting for your ear or waiting for your eyes. They want to get to know you. They want to meet you. They want you to get to know them. So give them a chance, you know? Also, guys, if uh, if you have any stories that you want to share, ghost stories, true crime stories, confessions, embarrassing moments, whatever, send them in. And I'm hoping to do a listener story um episodes in the future you can be anonymous if you like so just email me you know i'm saying hit me up at uh, amber smiles jones at gmail.com but coming soon guys there's going to be an email specifically for this podcast fingers crossed and instagram too i'm working on it so much to do uh, i need an assistant who doesn't need money so they can help me. I need someone who doesn't want to be paid for their hard work. That's apparently that's impossible to find. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys so much for joining me every week. It legit, it means the world to me. Make sure you, you, you know, you check out the show notes for my bonus information, like my social media stuff. I've got world's greatest videos. I've got Instagram, Twitter, uh, I've got a YouTube channel called Professionally Silly. I got a TikTok. So follow, subscribe me, family, whatever you want to call it. I would love it, love it, love it if you would share this podcast and my uh, YouTube channel with a friend and help me grow. You know, and if you're not following me on uh, Twitter or Periscope, do that. I do live video, uh, live video streams on that app and it's so much fun. So yeah, good times. Once again, guys, I'm your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones, and thank you so much for listening to the professionally silly station here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. <laughs> Feel free to call in about any episode of Professionally Silly that you've heard through the Anchor app, or you can call slash text my Google Voice number for a chance to be featured on the podcast. So yeah. which is also below in the show notes. And uh, coming from the wise words, you know what I'm saying, of the ladies of I Said Goddamn Podcast, I appreciate you, motherfucker. (laughs) Until next time, my loves, watch where you step because there are pieces of shit everywhere. And if you're all caught up on the silly, check out these dope-ass podcast promos from a few of my favorite podcasts. Hey, true crime listeners, check out our podcast, I Said Goddamn. We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by two besties who like to share messed up cases that make you say goddamn. Every Sunday, we try to one-up each other's story by sharing a horrific case the other has never heard of. 
Along the way, we splash in some wildly inappropriate jokes and colorful language. Listen every Sunday from any of your favorite podcast directories. Also, follow us on Twitter at ISGDpodcast or visit our website, isgdpodcast.com. Hey, gamer. My trusted companion, confidant, slash spirit animal. I don't know if I can convey to the audience how great this podcast is within 60 seconds. Wait, what? I mean, yeah, it's called the OD Podcast because all the information and things you may learn here may cause you overdose. What? I mean, yeah, if you come here with an open mind, heart, perspective, you'll leave with everything plus some laughter. Yeah. What? What'd you say? I mean, yeah, we talk about everything under the sun, around the sun, and in the cosmos. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Huh? What? And yeah, it's a perfect place to work on your verbal roundhouses. Damn it, I chose wisely. You heard him here, folks, all right? Here at the OD Podcast, where doses may vary, you get everything you need to become a better person and less of a jerk, all right? Come join us. We promise you'll learn and leave with something amazing. We love you. Come stay with us. Dumb and Busted has been called, quote, one of America's greatest treasures by three out of three hosts of the show. Dumb and Busted is a weekly true crime comedy podcast with stories of exceptionally smart and insanely dumb crimes. Comedian Hunter Donaldson has hailed it as the greatest thing to come out of Portland since comedian Hunter Donaldson, who is me, also hosts the show. Podcasters Allison Copeland and Hannah Ether praise Dumb and Busted as, quote, found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Just more rave reviews from two other people who host the show. Catch us every Thursday and follow us at Dumb and Busted on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Crime you later!